Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I hope your day is going well, and hopefully spending time here for the next 25 minutes will make it even better. So we're talking a lot about friendships, and I'm so glad that you're a friend of this show, and I really do appreciate all the support that you give in our social media. And so I want you to remember to take advantage of the uh, podcast that we have on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Also to remind you, if you need a speaker for any of your um, events, uh, organizational events, uh, church events, whatever that is, I love to speak and give messages, and I can always tailor make a message for whatever it is, that the topic that, that your um, organization or, or group is needing. So you can always contact me about that through the, through the website as well. So we are on this topic of friendships and the importance of friendships. And we talked a lot yesterday about what genuine friendships really are and how you will recognize what a genuine friendship is. So I want to give you a couple more things about that because we left off yesterday about talking about that, that friendship needs to be a priority. And like I've said to you before, people, they require time. People need time. And, and so many times we get really caught up in our life and we're not able to put the time into our relationships and our friendships that we should or that we need to because we really have so much research that shows the power of friendships. And in some ways it's far, far more powerful than family. And, and like we said yesterday, you know, we have a family of origin. That's the family God picked for us. And then we have a family of choice, and the family of choice is our friends. And those are the people that we really want to make sure that we're cultivating that relationship, that they're feeling like they're a priority. They're feeling valued by us. And so what we really know about really good friends, you want to know what they really do, which is wonderful. They practice forgiveness. See, we all make judgment errors from time to time, and when it comes to our relationships, we can make some errors. We can transgress that relationship. But there's a great writer. His name is Randy Turan, and he's an author. He's a producer of what's called Project Happiness. And he writes about genuine friendships, and that genuine friendships know how to weather the storm. They know when you're not having a good season and you may be failing in the relationship, and they're able to weather that storm. You know, they don't just like walk away and say, okay, I'm done with this. They recognize, I know this person, I know this is not their best version, and I'm gonna give them time, I'm gonna give them space, I'm gonna give them forgiveness. And I'm gonna accept the fact that they may not be at their best. And so when conflict comes up, real friends have the courage to reach out directly rather than gossiping and letting irritations grow. Because all of us have a group, right? And so it's, it's not a healthy group 
if we're not talking directly to one another, but we're talking to each other about each other. Now, that still happens in groups, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Like you might say to one friend, hey, I'm worried about so-and-so. Are you noticing the same thing? Any ideas what we might want to do? That's different than venting and gossiping about another friend and then showing up and looking them in the face like everything's perfect. That's the stuff that really undermines relationships. And sometimes it's better to have no relationship than a negative one. And so real friends understand. And they understand because they're capable of forgiving. Humans need forgiveness as much as they need time. Because we're all working out our salvation. We're all working it out with fear and trembling. None of us have arrived. And we won't arrive until we get to heaven. So we're never going to be fully done. So we're all in a process until we get to heaven. So real friends, you know, their bottom line of caring and loving and valuing you is they want to help you be a better person. Real friends make us better people. Because not only, they don't just stick with us as we grow, but they also make us want to be better versions of ourselves. Friends, they're not just confidence, but they're also confidants. They're also role models. And so I have friends, and I look at them, I say, wow, I love that quality in her, or I like that quality in him. I want to adopt that quality. I want to add that to me. I want to be more like them. And so it might be their kindness is an attribute. It might be their honesty. It might be their patience. It might be their acceptance. Whatever it is, we help each other want to aspire to be the people God truly envisioned us to be. And that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give each other is to be inspiring people. So let's look at this a little bit more deeply. Let's, let, let's look at it in, in the inverse or the opposite. So what is a sign that you might be a bad friend? And you know, you might be a terrible friend and not even realize it, and that really should scare you. You really should. Because you know what? Right now, you should be asking yourself, how do I know if I'm a good friend? Would I want to be my friend? Would I like to have me as a friend? Because sometimes our actions and words, maybe that, you know, escapes our mouth and uh, we don't filter. And we might not even be conscious of how maybe, you know, horrible we can be as a friend. As a person, a lover, whatever. See, sometimes we can get so used to our friends that we become insensitive and we just like, well, well they'll get over it. They'll get over it. I'm not going to worry about it. And, and I, I, I really want you to know that comfort, having a level of comfort with people is a really good thing. But when we take advantage of it, that's when it gets ugly. That's when the devaluing occurs. And so it's important that you do some reflection of the kind of person you really are. 
and check out some of these things that we're going to talk about that might be a sign that you might not be a good friend. And I have to tell you the truth. This was a little uncomfortable for me because it challenged me. And I had to really look at this and say, wow, I do this sometimes. I have some of these qualities. I get busy with my life. Maybe I get overwhelmed. I get tired. Maybe I get a little selfish. Maybe I get a little bit more irritable, less accepting. And so what is a sign that you might be a bad friend? Well, let's look at this. Maybe you project your own negative qualities onto them. And after a while, you start assuming that because you think a certain way, your friends and others do. So like I said, if you're prone to talking about others behind their back, then you assume that everyone else does. And eventually, you might start to kind of blame others and talk about how they went wrong and did something even though they never did, but you do. And this is important to look at. Am I, am I projecting onto other people what I really am and what I really do? Instead of saying, you know what, I think that's me. I'm the one bringing that to the relationship. It's not them, it's me. This is why friendships are so important because friendships help us reflect. They're like mirrors. Sometimes we get to see ourselves and we don't want to. But that's one of the healthiest things that we could do. So maybe you start criticizing or blaming them for things. And you feel like nothing is your fault. I feel like you're always right. And everything wrong in the relationship is because of them. And maybe start letting them know, not even necessarily verbally. And this is how you lose friends. You know, maybe you start getting resentful. You may start getting um, judgmental, condescending, unforgiving. When the very thing that might be happening is that you're the one not participating in the friendship in the way that you should. And so the, ref the friendship's not feeling good anymore. And you automatically assume it's them failing instead of recognizing, hey, what's my side of the street here? What have I done to contribute to this friendship not feeling so good anymore? I need to take some inventory about myself before, right? That one, that famous verse, you don't talk about the splinter in the other's eyes when you've got a plank in yours. Then we always want to be saying, if this relationship is dissatisfying or uncomfortable or hurtful or stressful, let me first look at what I'm doing in the relationship, what I'm contributing or not contributing. And let me make sure that I'm looking at that other person's life in a much more accepting manner, like what might be going on with them? Instead of assuming that they're just a selfish, horrible, whatever, difficult person, you might want to say, you know what? What might be bringing out some of those qualities in them? What might they need from me? How might I help this situation? Versus just getting offended. Because it's easy to get offended. It's easy to take things personally. And then we get defensive. So we want to be really careful before we get super critical and blaming that we check out the plank in our eye. And then we will be much better able to address what actually needs to be addressed. Like I said to you yesterday about my girlfriend, 
when we we are very good friends and we are there her and her husband are very good friends of ours and she said hey you know you canceled you know quite a few times every time we were going to go to dinner you've canceled and she instead of taking that personally and she said you know i didn't take it personally i knew something must be going on with you and i wanted to give you time i wanted to give you some space and she knew how crazy my life had been for the last six months and so she didn't get offended. But then she finally said, hey, I have to address this. What's going on? Are you okay? And that was really helpful for me. Instead of her just getting offended, not ever talking to me again, telling everybody else what a terrible friend I am, she was concerned. She thought, you know, this isn't like Cynthia. I know her. What's going on? And that takes courage that takes humility, that takes care and love to do. So think about this. What about this one? You only spend time with them when you need something. Yeah, that's a tough one. When you reach out, you know, for the phone, it's never to see really how they're doing or to get together and have fun. It's always a reason. And it becomes habitual. And every time you call or text, their response is, what do you need? What's up? What do you want? And if that's a common response that you get from multiple people, you might take that as a warning. It's like, am I just using my friends to make my life better, or am I actually contributing to theirs? Am I a taker? And you know, I, I say this to you in all humility and honesty. We all have that propensity. All of us do. We have to fight it. It's like gravity. Our tendency is to be selfish. And many times we don't even know that we're doing it. So I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to believe that everyone's just a narcissist because everyone is not a narcissist. But we can act narcissistically. And the more stressful our lives get, the more self-centered we usually become. So think about this next one. What if, what if you evade responsibility and you kind of let them handle everything, right? You let them handle the reaching out to you all the time. You don't take the time to reach out to them. You let them do that. You let them make all the arrangements. You let them figure out what you're going to do when you're going to get together. You let them pay, right? These types of things you want to say, hmm, am I taking responsibility for my part of the relationship? Am I doing my, my side well? Or am I just enjoying the fact and, and, and taking advantage of the fact that my friends take care of everything? They worry about things. They make sure that we get together. They make sure that we have something to do. They make the time. They pester us to make sure that we're going to come. And what about not returning phone calls, right? Things like this, not returning text messages, not following through. So when there's work to be done, responsibilities need to be divided. You can't just sit back and relax. Because teamwork, you know, goes out the door because you'd rather be doing something else or nothing to help out. And what's worse is when you walk away when the going gets tough. 
It's kind of like, you know, you, you have a big get-together. You let everybody else bring the food. You let them clean up everything. And you just enjoy the evening. And you don't participate in the event and making that event happen. So how about this one? Maybe you don't really think about how they might feel. Maybe you're more concerned about how you feel and wanting to make sure that they know how you feel. And so words, you know, can hurt. They're like knives. And you might not even know it because you may not be regarding all of how they may feel. And you don't maybe stop to wonder how your decisions or actions or words may affect your friends. You just assume that it's always going to be okay. And sometimes it's a lack of action that hurts the most. And so what you want to think about is sometimes we get really immature in our relationships. You know, life, life is hard. And think about little children. And if you have little children, pets, right? It's all about them. We have to take care of them. We think for them. We don't try to get our needs met in that manner. So sometimes we get very immature in our relationships. And we start to be kind of like a little kid. We say whatever we think. We say, you know, we act out on whatever we feel. We let them take care of everything and be the responsible one so that we can just have fun. And it's okay to do that sometimes. Like, it's nice to, like, share that with one another. Sometimes I take care of it. Sometimes you take care of it. These types of things. Sometimes you're having a bad night. Maybe it's all about you tonight. Okay. But if it's like that every time, so you want to think about, do I not take into consideration what they might be experiencing with me? Or am I only thinking about my experience of them and whether or not I'm having fun? So like I was saying yesterday, you know, one of the main things with clients is their experience of me. Their experience of me and the way I manage that time has everything to do with whether or not they're going to be able to hear the things they need to hear and be able to take those actions to change. And so with my best friends too, I want to manage the experience that they're having with me. I don't want to be the person in their life that's the problem, that's difficult that they walk away feeling a little injured and hurt and they have to go to another friend to get over the, the interaction they had with me. So we want to be mindful. We want to be adults in our friendships. And the better we are as adults in our friendships, the more our needs can be met. So how about this? This is, this is, not, this is a sign of you not being a good friend. Are you always competing with them? Do you need to one-up them? Do you always have to be right? So you, you're going to wear down the friendship if the other person constantly feels like you're showing off or downplaying any of their accomplishments. People have enough insecurities and self-esteem issues as it is. So don't make them feel the same way that they do in the world with you. You want to be the safe haven. We want to be the safe place. We want to be a place that's restorative. 
that they leave the interaction with you better than when they came. That you don't challenge their self-worth and self-esteem in that manner. It's not a competition. We're all very different. We all have different giftings. We all have different things that, that God has for us to offer the world. And it's all very unique. Nobody can do what I do. I can't do what you do. So this is part of what we want to do is we want to be sharing those successes, not competing. The world is competitive enough. The world is always doing a one up and one down. You know, just all you have to do is watch television and you can feel insecure. Or you can compare yourself to them and say, well, I'm not that bad. So we don't want that in our friendships. So what about this one? You don't really listen to what they have to say. Like maybe their opinion doesn't really mean anything to you. And maybe you're not conscious of this. But their, their ideas, their opinions, their take on something maybe gets drowned out by your own stories. Maybe you fight, you know, for all the time to speak when they're trying to talk. Or you're tapping your feet or impatiently waiting until they finish their sentence so you can jump in and start talking. Or maybe they know that you're only pretending to listen. That you really aren't as invested in hearing what they have to say. You're more invested in them hearing what you have to say. Maybe you're an interrupter. Now, I have to tell you, I have, I have a tough time with that. Because I don't necessarily genuinely want to interrupt somebody, but I like to participate. So sometimes I have to work on pacing myself because I'm kind of a fast talker. And I have to like really relax and slow down because I don't want anyone to feel like my contribution is an actual interruption. So I have to, I have to manage that. Some people have to work harder at participating in the conversation and not letting the other one carry the whole thing. So this last one, this last indicator as we are coming to an end today is, this is a big one. You never stick to your word. I mean, come on. If you say you're going to do something, don't go back on your word. And punctuality goes a long way. Because this is the stuff that causes people to be devalued is if we're constantly 10, 15, 30 minutes late and they're waiting. Or if we say, hey, yeah, we'll meet you there and then you don't show up. Or yeah, I'll make that phone call for you and then you don't do it. Or yeah, I'll bring you back that book that you loaned to me and you, and you keep the book, right? These are things you want to really practice sticking to your word. That makes for a very safe friendship. We want to be dependable people. We want to be someone that they can depend on that they can count on. Because you know, you want that, I want that. So if I want it, why don't I be that for the other person as well? Friends are super important. They really help us get along. They really help us out in our lives. And we don't want to take them for granted. I want you to be a good friend. So join me tomorrow. We're going to finish this up as we talk about friendships. And you being a good friend, you accepting friendships, you being a good friend to yourself, a good friend to God, and a good friend to others. Have a blessed day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Jeremy.
To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.